Hi everybody, this is Kevin Clark with Valpoint Real Estate and Development in Fairhope, Alabama, and I am happy to present another episode of our podcast, Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County. What I'd like to talk to you about today is your home valuation. What happens after you've met with your prospective realtors and decide to list your home, now you're going to sell it. How do you and your realtor come up with an appropriate sales price to market to the public and get it sold? Now I'm going to make a few assumptions on this discussion today. I'm going to assume that you have all the general requirements of why you're selling a home and nothing extraordinary like a divorce or other severe financial situation or economic downturn that will force you to possibly fire sale or sell it for less than you want to. I'm also going to assume that you're not upside down or have no equity in your home, meaning that you owe more on the home than the home is worth. I'm going to assume this is just a traditional sale with all the same general parameters. That being said, what will happen is that you and your realtor will sit down and generally talk about what you think your home is worth and what you're looking to get for that property. The realtor will look at all of the condition of the home and any upgrades you may have made. Maybe you added new air conditioning, a new roof, did painting, landscaping. Maybe you put in a a pool or some other upgrades that might be relevant to evaluation of the property. And also, if there are any systems that need repairing or updating, that may be a consideration as well. And then lastly, is the home generally dated? Does it have old finishes or is the layout of the rooms and hallways and so forth not optimal for what the current buying public may be interested in? So what you generally will do is go through all those different parameters. And then what your realtor is going to do is going to go out and look at the comps, the comparable sales, comparable pending transactions, and other homes that are like yours in the same subdivision or around that area that are currently for sale. Now, generally with the closed transactions, they'll go back three to six months, sometimes longer if they need more comparables. Likewise, they'll look at other homes that are currently pending for closing that have already had an offer accepted and are going to close. And they'll also check out the available active listings that are for sale and then do a comparison between what those homes have and what your home has as far as location, square footage size, amenities, condition, upgrades, and so on. So with that being said, where will the realtor find these comparables? Well, generally they'll find it through their local local multiple listing service, the MLS. You as a seller can also search on Realtor.com or Zillow and see what homes are being sold or available in the area and generally what those prices are. Now again, not everything on the internet is accurate, but when you're looking at the multiple listing service or with Realtor.com generally, that is valuable information you can look at. Likewise with Zillow and Trulia and others, you'll get some idea of what the home is looking at. Based upon all of those items, you're going to then have the realtor try to come up with 
what should you list your home for? And again, when you're looking at um, how you come up with that price, you may say, well, I put over $50,000 worth of upgrades into this house since I've owned it. Well, that may be true, but some sellers don't understand that you don't get 100% return on your investment or your upgrades. Now, upgrading a roof, upgrading air conditioning, putting in maybe a tankless water heater, those you're going to get probably very good return on your money. But remodeling kitchens, bathrooms, doing floors, doing landscaping, sometimes you can get as much as, you know, 90% returns or 80% return on your money. So if you spend 10,000, you may get seven or 8,000 back for value on that improvement. Some, you only may get 50% or less. So you have to sit down with your realtor, go through all the available upgrades and see, well, what is my real return on those investments and how has that improved the value of my home? Because you have to remember, not everybody is gonna like what you do with your home. They may not like the finishes. They may not like the fact that you used a particular type of roofing tile versus a metal roof or vice versa. Or you did a particular type of flooring and they want something different. Every buyer has their own personal needs and wants as you do. So you do your best. And so with that being said, <coughs> how can you also make your best estimate for yourself so you can help your realtor come up with the best price that you think may sell your home. Now you can look on the internet and browse around and look at other properties. You can talk to the neighbors and see what they've been up to and what they're doing with their home. But again, when you're pricing your home with your realtor, you've got to make sure that when you price it, you need to price it correctly within the confines of what the market is supporting, meaning whether what are other like similar homes selling for in the area? And that can be affected by the time of year or whether you're near buyer's seller's market or whether there's a lot of activity or not or the weather could be interrupting things. And you need to give yourself wiggle room, meaning not everyone's going to give you 100% of your asking price. In a lot of cases, if you look around multiple listing services, you'll see that if you take all the sales, people in general may only be getting 96% of what they asked for if they asked for a price that is within the range of reality. So in many cases, you may not necessarily get 100% of your asking price. So it's always good to leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room so that if somebody comes in and wants to give you a lesser offer, you're still going to be in good shape and get the net proceeds after paying all the mortgage and closing costs and expenses related to closing a transaction as a seller. Now that being said, I think it's important also to understand that time is a factor. Obviously if you're in the high market time of maybe spring through summer, you'll have more activity and have a better chance of selling the home. If you're in the winter, you may have less activity but you may have more serious buyers out there. So it depends on what your particular market is going to do in a particular time. Now, I personally think that when you have the right price and you put on the market, you're going to get responses. 
and you're going to get inquiries and her hopefully going to get showings. Now your realtor hopefully will do the open houses and the marketing and the signage and all the things that are necessary. And that will give you an idea of how your pricing is. If a month has gone by and nobody's called about the house, you may need to reevaluate your price or your marketing strategy with your agent. Again, you want to maintain a clear level of communication with your agent. You're not bothering them if you're calling them a lot, asking them questions, wondering if there's anything you can do, asking for help on direction of how to keep the house cleaner. What can I do? Maybe should we upgrade the landscaping or do something else? So again, it's all a matter of working with that agent and making sure that you are giving them as much detailed information and feedback as you can and making sure they're giving you all the detailed information and feedback. What have people been saying when they inquire and call the agent about the house? What have they said during walkthroughs or what are the if you're not present at a particular showing? What has the other agent on the buyer side said to let you know? How is the price? Because many times the multiple listing services, when you go through software such as Showing Time, which agents use in a lot of jurisdictions, they have an automated system that keeps pinging or bothering the buyer's agent who did the showing of your home, asking for feedback. How is the showing? How's the price? How interested are they? What are any deficiencies if you see your positives and many agents will tell you the truth it's overpriced we had a great showing but it's a corner lot too much street noise or the roof looked you know a little bit weathered or we didn't like the layout now there's some things you can't change if they don't like the layout of the house you can't go in and start knocking down walls but if they said if the uh, landscaping was better, we'd be more interested. Well, maybe there's an opportunity there where you can talk to that agent on the buyer's side through your agent and say, look, if we gave you a credit closing for some upgrades, or if we did some changes to the landscaping, would that move your buyer client to a position where they would want to make an offer? Another thing to consider, when buyers are looking at homes, many times they have their down payment money but they don't have closing costs. It's something I see regularly in the marketplace here. What you will find is, is that they'll make, let's say your home is $200,000 list price, and that's a reasonable list price. They'll offer $195,000 or $190,000, but then they'll ask for $3,000 of closing costs from the seller to benefit the buyer. Very common. And I've had some go as high as $5,000, $6,000 in closing costs. So that's another parameter you need to factor in when you're pricing your home. Do you have enough wiggle room or distance between the asking price and the sale price you can negotiate and if you encounter a buyer who needs closing costs or some other home warranty which could run up to five six hundred dollars you need to be able to see if you have enough cushion between what your equity is and what the sale price could be so that you can get net proceeds and move on to your next home or whatever transition you're going to make financially so that you know that you're getting what you need. Basically, it's all about doing the things that are necessary to come up with the best valuation for that market as it stands at that time and then be flexible enough to make adjustments in council with your realtor so that you can get that home sold for the best value available in that marketplace with the buyers that are available at that time. 
that's basically all I have on that. I'm sure we could talk about a lot more, but I think that's a good bite of the apple, as it were, to make sure that we have a general understanding of how do we come up with pricing. Now, if you're ever down in the Mobile area, down here by the beautiful coast, and Mobile Bay in the Gulf of Mexico, look me up. Give me a call at 251-599-6375, and let's have a cup of coffee and talk real estate. Feel free to leave any comments or give me a call just to talk. Or if you come down here again, I'd love to see you. Well, I'm hanging in here with the COVID-19 starting to wind down, thank God. I hope everybody is being safe out there and social distancing and wearing their masks and gloves as required. I know I am. And I'm excited to have been here with you today. And I wish you the best. And we'll see you soon with more podcasts about decoding real estate in Baldwin County. Thanks and have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.